Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. a Tom Petty fan? She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus, in America too. Uh, He's just one of those guys that you, yeah, I know his songs, and I, but I don't really, I don't really follow him. If I heard he was going to have a concert, I may or may not go. If I got free tickets, I'd go. Was he that kind of performer for you? He was... He's an unfortunate-looking man, and I. Oh come on! Well, that's how you base your concert going on. I well, and, and, and you're right. It's it's really about how he sounds. And he had an unfortunate. Sound. I guess there were a couple of songs like this song you just played. I like, but I I don't. I'm not. Yeah. And I'm sad that he's gone. What about this? What about this song? To dream the impossible dream. Okay, that was kind of a trick because that's not Tom, that's not Tom Petty. Yeah. <laughs> I like that song. You do? I can't imagine if he sang how sang it how great that would be, but yeah, yeah. Anyway. maybe he wrote it. I don't know. Yeah. So um, we've uh, added a little bit of an interval here, but we're back uh, doing this podcast. Uh, for uh, for heaven knows uh, how long, uh, but because you travel so much and it's just not convenient for you to attempt this on the road, is that right? Right. Longtime listeners of this podcast would know that in years past you've had some uh, travel situations that weren't uh, very pretty um, and uh, created some drama in your life. Everything go pretty well this time. Nothing, nothing stands out. It, yeah, it's it, it's fine. I I had I often order out, take in food sometimes when I'm out on the road. And I called it, I just had a hankering for Chinese food. How often do you get that hankering? I don't get it very often. Like maybe no. once every couple of months, I'm like, God, I got to get me some Mugu Gai Pan. And what is that? What is that the drive that you have? Is it a need it's, for salt? Yes. <laughs> so, something. It a is. For, I, gee, I haven't swollen up lately. I think yeah. I'll go get some Chinese takeout. Yeah. I, don't, I know, but when you got that hankering, it's like a... You're jonesing for it bad, and you gotta have it. Yeah, and I always order extra soy sauce. It's terrible. I just do. You, do you like really good Chinese food, whatever that is, or do you like the the crappy? I mean, what, what do we? Mean? Well, 
There's a convention. Anytime you see a restaurant that says Chinese slash American food, yeah, you know it's probably, I mean, true Chinese food, and I'm just supposing this, true Chinese food probably tastes nothing like what we uh, enjoy as Chinese food. Don't you think that's probably so? I mean, they have, they've sort of made it uh, a palatable to, uh, to American taste. I'm sure you're right. It's been Americanized. But yeah, I like the noodles and the and the chicken. I don't like the hot Chinese food when they have that little chili pepper next to it on the menu. I have to stay away. Yeah. I can't yeah, yeah. I do not like to eat food that hurts me. I don't like that at all. We went but. we went we went to this Chinese restaurant a time or two uh, in another town that we lived in and it we, when you went in it was dark inside. It was kind of dark and creepy. And I like to go into a restaurant I'm all for romance and all that sort of stuff, but I like to go to a restaurant where you can see what you're eating. And this place was so dark, they you could hear them set the plate down, and then, who said it? Who put that there? I'm going to leave you now. I'll be back. Let me know if you need anything. But wait a minute. I don't even know. I can't see you. How would I let you know? So, uh, th- this dimly lit restaurant, and there was one time where... And I don't remember why, but uh, somebody we got a little, uh, how shall I say, a little frisky, and w- one of my dining companions tossed a wad of sukiyaki against the wall. Oh my gosh! And it's such a, you know, those little noodly bean things. That was that a they, great sound effect you just did. It was. It sounded, yeah, it sounded just like it would really sound. Well, it landed against the wall. And uh, we thought, well, that's kind of gross. And so we left. So we come back to the same restaurant. I think you know where I'm going. Yeah, Three I weeks know later. Where you're going. It's still there. And we got the same table, and it's still there. And it made me so sick just looking at it. I thought, oh, my God, they haven't even cleaned that off. The, did you, uh, have you gone back to that restaurant since? No. It, they did tear it down, I think, by public demand. <laughs> it, it is gone. It was just a horrid place. So, so- uh I call so I call this guy so I call this Chinese food restaurant, and I I order, I order chicken chow mein and crab rangoon and asparagus and something else I don't know what it was, and I get ready to give this guy on the phone my credit card, and well I shouldn't say I get ready I do give him my credit card number, and then he says. Uh, he says, no, I'm going to do him. He says, no, I need, I need address. I need address for billing address. So not the address where I'm staying, but the billing address. So I give him my billing address. I've never been asked that before. It's usually just give them your credit card and your expiration and boom, Chinese food, bam, in front of your door in 30 minutes. So I give him the address and he says, no match, no match. And I said, what, 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 no, what does that mean? that apparently my billing address and my credit card don't match up. He's got some some system that makes certain that the card you're using is the card you're supposed your, to use. Your, your card. card, right. So I I'm I said, "Wait, wait, what? No, it does. It matches. It it matches. No, no match. No match." 
and I said, well, okay. And he, he says, he says, can't, can't do, can't do. And, and I'm getting ready to get another card out of my purse and he hangs up on me. He just hangs up on me. And I'm, I'm like, you, it's like, it's like your drug dealer hanging up on you, right? Why did you, I just, I don't understand the hang up. I don't understand people that hang up on you. No, it's insulting. So I get back on my phone and I dial that number again, and that <laughs> same rude man Hello? Picks, picks up the phone and I said, Hey, you hung up on me. I he says, I'm very busy. I don't want to argue with you. I said, Well, I, I didn't realize we were arguing. I wanted to give you another credit card. I'm not I'm busy. I'm too busy. This is my restaurant. I'm too busy. I'm thinking, really? Wow. This is this is the owner of the restaurant apparently yelling at me, and I said, "Well, I, I." And then I thought, "I better not order it now and give him another credit card because who knows? Yeah. He'll they, put poison in it. He'll probably yeah. poison me or spit in mm-hmm. it or who knows what." <clears throat> and so I just said, in my most dignified voice, I said, "Fine, I'll just take my business elsewhere." And I hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's I, some satisfaction in that. There's nothing like a hang-up. I know. know. I, you can't you can't do it in everyday face-to-face conversation. I mean, they kind of do it in the movies where somebody says something so perfect that there's no reply possible and the scene ends. But it, but it, in real life, it never happens like that. It's always, yeah, well, so are you. No, you are. Yeah. I know, but what do you... It's <clears throat> It, it kind of comes out... If you can imagine somebody that would start calling names... To somebody else, like uh, I don't know, Rocket Man, for example. I'm just pulling that off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> that gets into this war of words. But when you can hang up, like uh, that, that's man, that's definitive. And then, like you said, you have that instinct. They can't hang up on me. Right. I'm going to call them back so I can hang up on them. Right. I don't know what compels me to do that, but I that all often half happen with a, a telemarketer. When you start to kind of mess yeah. with them a little bit, they'll realize, oh, this isn't a live one. I'm just going to hang up. But unfortunately, when you try to call those numbers back, they, they go straight to some voicemail or I don't know. You can't ever get the person back who, who hung up on you. But I always call them back. Somebody hangs no. up on me, I call them back. And then I no, ask them, and then I ask him, why did you hang up on me? There's, I don't know that there's an answer that will satisfy me, but I just there. Because he's too busy. He's too busy. Too it busy. It sounds. It sounds like a. You, you, on the you're on the we're on the slippery edge of of stereotyping and profiling, but but there is something to um, this food business with uh, people of other cultures. In, in my experience, the, the oddest things have happened, and, and mostly it's probably because of uh, the language confusion, mm-hmm. I, I think. But you reminded me that we I ordered Chinese some months ago, and uh, and I got, so I got on this, I didn't know, are there any Chinese restaurants around me? 
uh, I was going to go pick it up in this case. And I looked it up and I said, oh, here, this was, it's, you know, it's something like Canton Gardens or, you know, one of those kind of names. And uh, it, they had the, they had the, the combinations, you know, you could get a combination of chop suey and chow mein and, uh, chicken fingers or whatever. And so. <laughs> chicken fingers. From actual chicken. <laughs> that sounds know. good. Not everything looks good on a Chinese menu, but this looked perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. So I get on the, like I said, I'm on their website. I order the food over the phone and then I hang up and then I get, and then I'm still on the website. So I said, okay, now where is their address? Oh, here it is. Okay. All right. He said it'd be about 20 minutes. I'm about 20 minutes away. I'll get in the car now and I'll go get it. I go and I drive and I come up to the place that Google has brought me. And it's an empty building. There's nothing there. Oh. That's where the Chinese restaurant maybe used to be, but it didn't. So it turns out that the guy, I had wasted maybe 45 minutes looking for this. So by then I think, ah, forget it. What's the point? And so the guy calls me back because, you know, they want your, they, they get your number. Right. He calls me back and says, how come you not come and pick up the, the food? And I go, well, because I couldn't because... You're, you gotta update your website. I couldn't find your restaurant. Where is it? And, and it turned out he was in another town now <laughs> that was like 30 miles from my house. So I would never have ordered there in the first place, but he moved, went to this other town and he didn't never updated the, the website. So that was all I had to go on. Oh, brother. And he's furious at me. You gotta, you have to pick up the food. And I said, well, the food's <laughs> not gonna be very good by now anyway, is it? <laughs> You, what, what I is... make this food for I make this food for nothing. <laughs> I make it for nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you wanna be with me. I said, well, I'm sorry, but you why don't you instead of getting mad at me, why don't you go get mad at your web guy or whoever and get your website updated? This can't be the first time this has happened to you. Never happened before. <laughs> oh come on. Well, and and the the empty thread of you better come pick up your food now or what? Or what? Yeah, or what? Or I'm going to come find you. Yeah, and, I, and force I, feed this chow mein down your throat. Down your gullet. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, but he was furious. And then one time I remember we were in Mexico and had a really nice meal at this Mexican restaurant. And I, my wife is very good at this, but I'm very poor at it. And I have trouble converting pesos to dollars and vice versa, unless it's very simple. Like, you know, one peso equals one dollar. Then I could probably figure that out. Right. But it's always this weird number that's always changing. So I never quite know, you know, what, what denominations we're talking about here. So I left what I thought was a reasonably good tip at this restaurant. And it was in Puerto Vallarta. Because it was like a million pesos, right? You left, you said one million I, pesos. Seemed like it, yeah, at least that. Because a peso is like, like, I don't know, a, a tenth of a penny, isn't it? Well, it could, it depends. The, the exchange rate's always changing. And it can change radically, too. Yeah. Especially if you don't go, like, to Mexico every year, but you go every couple of years. It could be quite different. One time I got very cocky about this set of dishes that I bought. Yeah. <laughs> And I was bragging to my wife about it. It was a set of of uh, glasses. That's margarita glasses. And I don't know about you, but do you do you fix margaritas at home? No. 
No, and I never do either. But somehow, when you're in Mexico, I've got to have these margarita glasses. <laughs> and I've never used If I'm going to fix one at home, I'm just going to drink it out of a coffee cup like everything yeah. else. Wasting away again in Searching for my lost sugar song. I get at home and my wife says, well, congratulations, big man. You just paid $20 per glass. And I thought I was paying $2 for these things. So. But nice. back to that Mexican restaurant. So we leave the Mexican restaurant and we're out on the street now going about our business. And all of a sudden, from way down the back of the sidewalk where we had just come from, a guy goes, Senor! Senor, wait! Come back! And and he runs, he runs all the way down to us. It's the waiter from... The, from the Mexican restaurant, telling me that I left a, a crappy tip, oh. and I and I need I left way too little, and you know, and when you're in a, another country, you kind of get in a little bit of a panic, and I'm thinking about seeing myself in a Mexican, Mexican prison. Jail. Yeah, yeah, they'd like you there. Yeah, so so I settled up on the spot, and and he seemed satisfied and left, but. Then my wife said, you know, a tip is not a requirement. Right. I don't think it is a requirement in the United States, and I don't think it's one in Mexico either. You know, that thing about to ensure promptness or whatever tip's supposed to stand for. Oh, but it is, oh I didn't so, know that's what it stood for. That's what I read one day. To but ensure it's, prompt service. Oh. To ensure promptness, yeah. The, the, everything came quick. This is just a little thank you for making everything happen the way it was supposed ah. to. But you don't have to leave a tip. Yes, it is unconscionable not to leave a tip. And some people like to say, "I'll show them. I'll leave one penny." Right. I'll show them how. So they don't. So they don't think that I just forgot. Yeah, it yeah. makes a big, bigger. It's like hanging up. Right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so, uh, but so so next time, you know, if that should happen again, I'll say no. It wasn't. It wasn't very good. There's your there's your tip. I'm sorry I left you that much. Well, was it and, bad service or, or good service? No, no, I did think I was leaving a suitable oh, tip. Oh, okay. In that case. Uh, have you ever just not left a tip or left an insulting tip because service was so bad? I, I don't think I have. I I always... I'm a, I always give them twenty percent, or if it, if the bill's really low, and I don't eat at fancy places. I mean, the fanciest place I've eaten all year was yes. was when I was with you and Patty. So, and I and I made you pay for it. So, yeah, where was <laughs> which, that? I don't even which, remember. Which, by the way, that was well, that really, was a nice place. That yeah, was that was a nice. Really lovely. I think it was the Sun River Lodge or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. It was really lovely. Anyway, uh, so. So, but so that happened to you. But other than that, you didn't have any horrible incidents or airplane fights or. <laughs> no, and I usually have really, really good stories from from life on the road. But it, it was rather uneventful. But but the year is still young. It's only October, so yeah. there's there's the, likely to be something going on. And um, you're getting into the shank of the travel season anyway, so. Correct. How should be going? Correct. Um. Uh, of course, as we're recording this, we have just come off 
an incredibly disturbing week. And I don't, where would you even start? But, but I guess one place to start is the horrific shooting in Las Vegas. Um, we've also, we've also had, uh, weather related and hurricane, uh, Mm-hmm. Disasters in, in Puerto Rico or, and, uh, and then Hurricane Nate. And you and I had a, uh, a producer named Nate. Yes, we did. Uh, when we were in radio together and I sent Nate a, uh, a note and I'm saying, this is not the Nate I thought I knew. <laughs> What's happened to you? Yeah. What a jerk. Did he say anything back to you or did he go, who is this? No, I, I, I forgot what he. I forgot what he, he wrote back. It wasn't nearly as witty as what I had written him. Of I, course, that, but of course. Uh, but he was he was uh, just a wonderful producer of our show and a real nut, a great character, a delightful guy. And uh, uh, so anyway, I just dropped him a line. But back to the point. Um, I guess we could start with the Las Vegas shooting, and and I guess. Me and a lot of people who who think that that gun restrictions should happen in this country just shrugged uh, when I mm-hmm. when I heard the, about the the outcome of of the incident with with the shooting and all of that. I, I thought I, I just shrugged. It's nothing going to happen. No. They, first of all, they say this is not the time to talk about it, and then when there is no when there are no incidents like that, then nobody talks about it because nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. There's, there hasn't been, that been no sh- So there's never an interval of time in there where some, someone says, now, now is the time to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some, as we're recording this, there's some effort apparently to, to outlaw these so-called bump stocks. Mm-hmm. The NRA has put a feeler out that says, yeah, well, we could support that. To my mind... That is the NRA saying, you know what? Most of us don't even know what a bump stock is. How mm-hmm. about we say, how about we tell people, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at, uh, at uh, regulating or getting rid of those, mm-hmm. and then everybody will get off our back. Mm-hmm. And we, can, we, we can go on to right. life as usual. Right. We'll make a, we'll make a gesture. Just a gesture, yeah. and and everybody will be somewhat mollified, satisfied, yeah. and we they'll, can move on. And, and they'll seem conciliatory, mm-hmm. and everybody will know. Oh, geez, see you. Everybody thought they were so intransigent, but look at this. They yeah. did this. Yeah. And, yeah, and of course, the argument that it's not the guns that kill people; it's the people that kill people. And and uh, I just yeah. think that a guy who can mow down nearly six hundred people in mere minutes—that's not a fair fight. That's not a fair fight at all, um, and and I, it's I don't know really where to go from here. I I don't either. I, I just I just I guess I just come back to okay. I I know all of the arguments, but but why should it be made easier for someone who mm-hmm. who snaps like that to have the well, ability? Who says he snapped? I mean, that's another. We, we don't even know that much about him. It, I guess it's, it didn't sound like a snap. It sounded like something that. It was methodically planned and carried out over a period of time. Um, snapping yeah. is when somebody hangs up on you from a Chinese food restaurant and you... Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, I think those that's people... snapping. ...should definitely be dragged off to jail. So, I, I mean, I, I know we've gone down this... We've talked about this many times in our time, in both in radio and on these podcasts. It, it seems to always be a circular thing that mm-hmm. just winds up exactly where you were in the first place. I always 
tell people, I said, what would be the magic number uh, of people getting killed in a single incident? That was it, Sandy Hook? No, I guess that wasn't. That was sad. With, with children, that wasn't a that wasn't a high enough number. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the 58. Pulse Pulse nightclub not high enough either. Yeah, and and does it does it even need to be a high number? Uh, I I I keep thinking it it just a mass murder, a mass shooting is identified by four or more unrelated people dying in a single setting. Yeah, and there I, a lot of them. There's a yeah. lot of them. I know there's people like Steve Scalise and and Gabby Gifford and people who have uh, been gunned down and and somehow make their way back out of the hospital and haven't largely changed their feeling about guns after all of that. So me as just a casual observer, maybe I have no credibility uh, in that regard, but I've never owned a gun. I don't have any impetus to own one. Uh, And and I, and I guess if people want to have them for hunting and other crucial activities like that, uh, they can have their guns, but, uh, well, most people want them for protection, I think. Not maybe not most, but a lot of people have a gun for for protection. So, perceived 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 protection, protection. I think. Correct. Uh, they, it's great to. It, that's a really nice uh, generic thing to say why they have a gun. Uh, w- whether they're really uh, in danger or not is not the point. Well, if. If, if you need a gun and, and the circumstances come up and you don't have one, well, then it's a little too late mm-hmm. to think about it then. Well, I guess I'll just get in my car and mow them down since that's the argument back about people people die from <clears throat> knives and, and cars. So I have a knife and I have a car, so I think I'm protected. Yeah. I don't know. I had a really interesting... Well, of course, of course Lisa, it, it, we've talked about this before, too. Cars, of course, you have to have seat belts. You can't talk on your... Cell phone in the car. There's child restraint seats. I mean, they're they're regulated. Cars are regulated. Mm-hmm. And nobody, nobody's going to take your car away just because we add some regulations to your driving of them. Mm-hmm. So That's this idea, point. this this paranoia about oh, this is the slippery slope, and they'll start taking our guns away, and this Second Amendment will be infringed upon you know that's just weak and it 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 holds substantially less water every time one of these incidents happens he came riding from the south side slowly looking all around he's an outlaw loose and running came the whisper from each lip and he's here to do some business with a big iron on his hip big iron on his hip I had an interesting conversation with a woman I met on uh, during my last trip. And on Tinder? Oh. Yeah. No, on my last trip. She was oh. just a great gal, and uh, she was very salty and just sort of this uh, more mature gal that very down-to-earth. And I found out that she is a, 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 a salesperson for a, I believe she said, a shooting gallery and gun dealership. Hmm. And... She started telling me how business was really bad this past year. I said, really? Business is bad? She said, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to our our particular uh, outlet or office or store or whatever you call them. And I said, really? I, that just, I don't know why that stunned me. And she said, yeah, it's because of Donald Trump. And I said, okay, so explain that to me. 
And she said if Hillary Clinton had been elected, gun sales would be through the roof. And she said because Donald Trump was elected, nobody's rushing out to buy guns. I thought that was interesting. That Yeah, I, I never thought of it that way because Hillary was much more uh, out there about uh, gun reg regulations and background checks and stuff, mm -hmm. whereas Trump uh, was – Pretty uh, pretty tightly in bed with the NRA. Yes, uh, indeed. In his campaign. So. Yes, indeed. So, I just thought that was very interesting that that they gun sales are are way down this year. So there you go. So with all this talk about regulating guns now, I'm wondering if that's going to bump an increase in sales. Who knows? But I well, don't tell don't you they say that sales usually go up after a, a mass shooting like yes, this? Yes, because so. because the talk about regulating starts to happen again and people uh get scared and think i well i better go stock up go yeah. stock up i i don't know i don't know why you need more than one gun why do you need more than one if, if any why would I, a person well i i maybe i'm not the typical guy but i i let my fist do the talking <laughs> oh as you, as oh you i know. oh i know i've I know. i've talked to your fists a couple of times do you yeah. remember? Do you remember Senor Wences? I mean, this oh, is such an yes. obscure reference. I love Senor Wences. The Senor Wences. Oh, let's have a nice Wences. Close enough, Ed. No, Johnny, no. No, no. Why? Why? It is very difficult. Easy. Easy? Yes. No. 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 Very confusing music. Difficult. I say difficult. Yes. Yes. Very easy. I say very difficult, Yanni. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I say difficult. Yes. Yes. <laughs> say difficult. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Louder. Difficult. Good. <laughs> very difficult. For you, for me, very easy. <laughs> The guy would just talk with his hand. Yes. Yeah. I thought, now there's a guy that talks with his fist. You know? <laughs> He'd draw a little mouth on his thumb, and, and I, I'm doing it to myself right now. I love that. Stupidest thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I love that. Yeah. All right. Hey, I wanted to first of all thank you. I know the last podcast we did, uh, we had one. I can't believe I was there for four days, and we only got one podcast done. But Yeah. Well, but, we were having fun, I think. But. Well, we were having fun, and I wanted to thank you for your hospitality in having me there. I've never spent extended amount of time with you and Patty and the dogs, and I, 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 I really enjoyed myself, and you made everything so lovely and wonderful. And I have a gift coming. Uh, it's on the way, a little thank you for, for having me gift. <clears throat> well, you didn't have to do that, but what is it? Well, I'm no, not. I'm not going to um, tell you. I, I think I'm going to come back and see you guys again if you'll have me. That'd be lovely. Yeah. That'd be swell. That yeah. means you were sincere when you said you had a good time. The only thing that, of course, as we talked about on the podcast, you never saw the beauty of this part of the world because we were completely socked in by smoke. Yeah. I was going to send you a picture the other day. Uh, the mountains all have fresh snow on them now. It is so stunning. We're talking about Central Oregon, uh, if folks don't know. And um, it was astonishing you, the amount of smoke. We looked uh, the first day I, I arrived. We 
we, remember the sun? We could look directly at the sun because of all the smoke in the sky. It was astonishing. Yeah, and it never let up, and I, I felt terrible. But you know what? What? What could you do? You'd have to take my word for it that things really are beautiful here. Uh, but you'd never know it if that was your one and only trip. So you must come back. I will, and and I. It was fun going on the bike ride too even though um i complained the entire time just i wanted you to know that was fun <laughs> even though i complained it was hot it was smoky and i fell off it was all fun yeah yeah you did I you did, did. <laughs> we took uh we took you up to a lakes called Polina Lake mm-hmm. East Polina Lake uh, again very picturesque but you would never know it because even up that high at that elevation, and it's way up in a in a mountain, you you still couldn't see anything for the smoke. So, mm-hmm. next time, for sure. Now you have a. Uh, a in fact, a, if you come in the winter time, we'll go snowmobiling. You won't believe how much fun that is. Can I even get there in the winter time? Well, well I'm hoping you, so. Won't you have I'm, to like like I don't know, pack up the horses to come get me from the airport? Can I? Well, we. We used to routinely come down here when we lived in Seattle because my parents lived here. So we come down for Christmas and so you can get Thanksgiving there. all the time. You can get there. Because you're kind of uh, out in the boonies. It can take you about a month, but uh, <laughs> if the snow's really bad. Yeah. And, of course, our friend the Donners, we never heard from them again. So uh, you have oh. to be thoughtful about it, have good snow tires and all of that. But, right. Yeah, yeah, it's a journey you can make. And, and I, I don't think the airport... Uh, ever closes so they're they're able to get flights in and out yeah okay but the old timers around here and the even the weather experts are saying it we're gonna have another winter just as bad as the last one yeah and everybody around here was saying this is the worst winter we could ever remember in this part of of the world people had lived here their whole lives not that that snow came and it would not melt and Oh my God! I'm glad that's over. Most people are expecting it to be just as bad, mm-hmm. which is not good news. Well, then I'm not coming. No, I'm, I'm not because I might either. I might not ever get out. Well, you might not, but you know we have the two dogs, so right. It's not like we're going to starve. Right. <laughs> right. I love my dog as much as I love you. For you may think. My dog will always come through. Hey, you have a big, a big mile marker coming up uh, in your personal life. A big anniversary coming up. Yeah, I do. And I wanted to ask you, how long has it been? And I'm sure everybody, when they find out how long you've been married to your lovely wife, whose name I can't, I it always escapes me. Yeah, me too. What's Mrs. The, Mrs. Cashman. What's the secret? So when people ask you, what's the secret? What's your secret? What do you say to that? I'm curious. I've never asked well, you. What's your secret? It's this. Shaving cream. Be nice and clean. Shave every day and you'll always look king. There's no secret. I mean, it's... How it's, long have you been... What's this anniversary? 59, 72? How many years? Four, 41. Wow. I mean, I can't even believe it. I never thought I would be 41 years of age, much much less much less married to someone for that long. Um, and 
but yeah, 41 years. And uh, so last year, 40, I was going to do something really big. I was going to set up a trip to Europe or some big surprise oh, thing. Oh, nice. And, and, and what did you do, Pat? Well, we had a catastrophic house situation. Oh, that's right. We were bleeding money. And um, so I thought, well, 41. 41. That'll, I'll just, I'll just do a make good on 41. So I had, we had this big trip set up. We were, in fact, we would be on it right now. Uh, we were going to go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. We hadn't been there in years. It's going to be an anniversary spectacular. Going to be there for 10 days with a couple of two day follow ups. Mm-hmm. A couple of things happened. One of them was a severe financial reversal. Uh, some surprise, uh, uh, mailings from uh, everybody from the IRS to uh, the people building this house. And so we, you know, we just said, this isn't a great time to do it. And then, in fact, you check the weather forecast for Puerto Vallarta, which is where we were going to go. Yeah, disastrous. Yeah. Raining and very hot and rainy. It'd be like going to a sauna for 10 days. <laughs> and uh, we've had it corroborated by people who are there right now. It's dreadful. Okay, well, everything's militating against this happening. So now here we are again. Mm-hmm. Another anniversary is come and gone. Mm-hmm. And again, I have not. Well, know, it hasn't. Gonna... It hasn't gone. We're recording this the day before your anniversary. So I'm just yeah. curious if there's anything that you've uh, planned, or have you have you gotten a card? Um, oh, are... card. That's a good idea. <laughs> Where could I get those? And also, are you a, do you sort of follow the traditional anniversary gifts the, 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 that each year represents? For instance, last year for your 40th wedding anniversary, the, the, the there's, there's traditional gifts and there's modern gifts. So the traditional gift for last year would have been rubies. Rubies, huh? That gives me an idea for a song mashup. Plus, it lets me change the subject. Seals and Crofts and Kenny Rogers. Oh, Ruby Jean. Don't take your love to town. That worked pretty well. It wasn't me that started that old crazy Asian war. Do you look that stuff up and go, oh, great. So, six-year anniversary is paper. Easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should maybe I should convince her that it's only been six years. It's um, very interesting. So, do you want to know what this year's is? For well, it gets doesn't it, doesn't it get more expensive as the years go by. Well, not really. I mean, what when it, if it could start off with wood, you right. know, and then paper, like you said, six years, maybe tapioca the next year. But it gets like then gold, diamonds, rubies, like you, plutonium. I mean, it gets pretty. Uh, you got a while. You got a while. Oh. You got a while before you got to uh, fork out the fiftieth wedding anniversary. So you better start saving up now. Um, but you'll be happy to know that that there's traditional and modern. Um, for instance, uh, this is odd. The forty fourth wedding anniversary. So yeah. this doesn't follow your logic is is groceries, believe it or not. Really? The 43rd is travel. Um but okay. this so I got 2 years I can this, wait on that. This wedding anniversary 
Yeah, I don't know how you're going to do this one. What is it? Land. Land? <laughs> this land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. You're going to have to fire a plot somewhere. Well, actually, that's what we do have down here. Uh, years ago, we we went and bought, and, and it wasn't an emotional purchase, but we bought two plots next to where my parents are buried at the cemetery. So we do have some land down here. Yeah, well, you got to buy yeah. more, apparently. So you, but you don't think for a 41st anniversary it'd be good to buy that kind of land? <laughs> honey, honey, come on out here. Why are we going to the cemetery? You'll see. <laughs> oh, look at the view. <laughs> and so forty, so forty first. I'm going to get you prepped right here. So you've got, you've got your your anniversary is tomorrow. So you've got a you've got some time to go buy some land, and okay. maybe it's just a jar of dirt. I don't know. Yeah. Isn't there a restaurant? For, isn't there a restaurant named Lands End? That's a clothing store. Oh. I was thinking I could do it. I could pull a trick like that. Yeah. Maybe just Very get a gift clever. certificate to Land's End, the clothing store. There you go. With Forty. That, so next you, year, forty. That'll probably go over well, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be great. Forty-second yeah. wedding anniversary for next year. The gift is improved real estate. So. Still land. Yeah. Well, no, maybe you put in a new kitchen or you buy her. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, we've been doing that. Yeah, I know. Well, that's yeah. The uh, 43rd is travel, so you can go to Puerto Vallarta then. And then, the, ever... and then the 44th one is where you're really off the hook. Seriously, it says groceries. That's, that is so great. Yeah. Maybe I can just mix them up, decide <laughs> I'm going to celebrate the 44th now, and then we'll go back, and I'll pick that other one up next year or something like that. That For, might work out. 45th, assuming you're still married, then after all these great gifts that you're going to give her is sapphire so you're going to have to save up for that doesn't get easier does it no well and then the 46th one is original poetry can you have you ever written your wife a poem original poem that wasn't dumb you're the poetry man you make things all right you know what i i tend to default to i know Funny car. I, I, I'm a cartoonist, and so I, I will do draw funny cards for her, uh, stuff like that. But they're usually corny. Yeah. They have the grotesquerie involved with them sometimes. <laughs> uh, so the, the answer to the question is no, I'm not. Um, that. But on, on the other hand, I'm very sentimental. I, I'll cry uh, watching, uh, you know, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> Uh, really? Movie. I mean, really? I'm, yeah. That so I, moves you. And I, and I, and I, of course, love her dearly. But I, I'm frustrated by my inability to really knock it out of the park. Uh, some year that she just will not see it coming. It's just going to be so unbelievable that it, that she'll think, "Who are you? Yeah. Who, who did this? What would what would that look like? What What do you mean, knock it out of the park? Because it's very different. The bar is set different for all for for. Knocking people. it out of the park for you. It sounds sounds corny. Knocking it out of the park is inducing 
happy tears. Oh. That's knocking it out of the park. Oh. And the last time I induced happy tears, well, <laughs> tears at all, was when I accidentally pulled a hair out of her nose. Uh, there are some people I know that have their anniversary and they don't treat it any differently than any other day of the year. They don't do anything special. They don't go anywhere. Uh, and, uh, and I guess that's okay too, especially people who have been married a long time. They don't need some special ritualistic thing to, to assert that, yeah, we, we are still married and we still like each other. Well, and you might be smart in not knocking it out of the park because then what happens if you, oh, yeah. if you knock it out of the park this year, which you're not, you've only got mere hours left to, to pull together something. Thank, thanks for reminding me. But if you did that, then, yeah. then what's going to happen know. next year? I know, I know. You know, you so you run something a, to be said. You for run a playing... four minute mile yeah. one year. Now yeah. you got to run a three fifty nine the next. Something to be said for playing under the bar all the time. <laughs> you're actually you're actually news. smarter than I thought. Under the bar is familiar territory. Whiskey's too rough. Champagne costs too much. Vodka puts my mouth in gear. This little refrain should help me explain. As a matter of fact, I like beer. He likes beer. My wife often frowns when we're out on the town, and I'm wearing a suit and a tie. She's sipping vermouth, and she thinks I'm uncouth when I yell as the waiter goes by. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. I don't know. It's not like I'm caught by surprise. Here, here's the truth, though. Uh, I remember our anniversary is, uh, uh, but my wife cannot remember when it is for sure. She's got three dates in her head that could be the anniversary date. So the old cliche, like the guy never remembers the anniversary. Right. But it's just the opposite with us. She can't remember it, and I do. Is she trying when, to forget it? What I do have, and I'm looking at it now, when we got married, we printed up these very nice, ornate uh, invitation cards, mm -hmm. which is traditional, with calligraphy, you know, that kind yes. of Yes. Beautiful. That's so great. You still have one? I do. Oh. Because what uh, it, it has all the... The pertinent information, uh, you know, my name and her name, and then on this day, blah, 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 at this place, they will be married. And then I couldn't leave it at that. And these are embossed. These are really nice. And I couldn't leave it at that. And so right smack at the end of this invitation, it says, no shoes, no shirt, no service. <laughs> That's awesome. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother You can't have one without the other Well, and back in those days, you had to actually go into the wedding invitation place and, and, yep. and leaf through books and books and books of invitations. So I'm curious as to what the proprietor of that store thought when you asked to put that on there. Do you remember the reaction? Well, it's been years ago, so I, no, I don't. But I, yeah, but yeah. you're right. I couldn't just do a... A cold uh, request to Costco or someplace like that right. and 
get my my invitations back. Yeah, I had to go into into a place. I guess I tried to convince them, isn't this novel? Isn't this charming? Isn't this different? Yeah, but <laughs> I probably got a mostly disapproving look. From hey, me. have you guys ever thought, have you ever renewed your vow, your your vows? Have you renewed them? Have you had? No, no, we were never nude in the first place. <laughs> yeah. No, we've, we've talked about that. I, I, ne- I guess that's an okay thing for people. We've never, we have talked about it, but. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's something that we, we could still, that may be the. That might be the driving it out of the park thing. Oh, <gasps> yes. Yeah. And you, yeah. And I'm more. Because, because here's the thing. We, we got married. We had no money in 1976. We had zero, zero funds. So we had, uh, Patty's dress was, she saw this dress in a, in a magazine and some friends of hers who were seamstresses recreated the dress she had seen in a magazine oh. that she could never have afforded. So they they gave her this beautiful dress to wear, and uh, and then we couldn't afford a big cake, so we had a just a little little teeny cake that was about enough cake for mm. each of, the both of us to eat, and then we got married in a in a church that was converted from a high school gymnasium, and we had a reception at a dinky little like a daisy. I mean, it was really yeah. Really. Uh, so if I if I renew. Mm-hmm. I say, how about if I recreate exactly? Oh, that's a great idea. And yeah. it only cost me about 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Don't do some big fancy thing at the at the Hilton and, you know, yeah, it would be so, that'd be wonderful. No, it really wouldn't be wonderful, would it? No, it would be great. And and I'm I'm you know ordained, so I could I could renew you guys. Would you would do you remember what your vows were back then, or was it because now everybody says then writes their own vows? Were you just repeating after the the the? Well, we we had minister? some input. In, we we did the uh, I, I I forget who uh, Saint Francis. Uh, uh, you know, uh, good times and bad, and all of that stuff. And did you have the word "obey" in your in your vows, which they don't do anymore? Honor, honor, and obey. You know, now that you mention it, I do remember being forced to say the word "obey." Okay. Okay. Cha cha cha. You like? I like. You like? I like. It's good. It's good. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. (laughs) Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh!